Hello and welcome back to another episode of That Fangirl Life, the platform and podcast that champions female fans. Now you may be thinking, wait, this doesn't sound like Laurel. And you're right, it's actually me, Izzy, the platform's web and socials manager. Laurel's been feeling a little bit ill this week, so while she takes some time off to recover, I'm here to introduce you to this week's brand new episode. This week, we talk to freelance film and TV journalist Jess Bacon about all things Marvel. Listen as we discuss how her love for the MCU inspired her to enter the world of journalism, and how we think Harry's role as Eros will pan out in the cinematic universe. Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of That Fangirl Life. This week, I'm saying we're straying away from chatting about Harry Styles, but he probably will get mentioned in this episode. Um, we are going to be talking um, to, Mar- uh, to Marvel. <laughs> about to Marvel. Marvel herself. <laughs> about Marvel and um, the fandom from a woman's perspective within it. And I'm joined by Jess Bacon. Um, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you. Sure, yeah. So I'm uh, like a content creator. I'm also like a uh, freelance film and TV journalist. So I write for like Digital Spy quite regularly. I basically get to fangirl for a living and it's great fun. Um, Yeah, I'm from Peterborough. I'm kind of freelancing uh, at home, living at home, muddling through my 20s and documenting it all online for everyone else to (laughs) enjoy with me. Um, I start every episode with the same question and that is what does the word fangirl mean to you? I think it means being super passionate about something um, and just being almost so in love with something that potentially isn't even real that's completely fictional but it brings you so much joy and it just means that you are a passionate follower of whatever it is that you are a fangirl about and I think it's a great community of women who have great similar interests yeah and it's just a great way to express yourself I think I think it's just really owning every passion you've ever had is fangirling yeah I like to think that nowadays people are starting to reclaim it um, a bit more instead of it being a uh, shameful thing but kind of like the old connotations from like the 60s and 70s that you used to have and even I found in the 90s like if you were a fan Mm. of of like a boy band or a film a bit more it was kind of like oh like you shouldn't really be a fan that intensely it's either a bit too nerdy or it's like a bit of a groupy vibe yeah you you don't really get like there's I feel like we now get the middle ground where it's actually like cool to be a fan like most definitely um explain to me and everyone listening a little bit more kind of like your segue into becoming like a TV and like film fanatic so much that you now do that as part of your job like how what was like your foundations really of getting into that well I kind of realized almost quite late on that that was a thing that people did um I had kind of done editorial stuff before so I worked as an editor of like an architecture magazine and some kind of interiors like local papers and that kind of thing uh, when I left uni then when I was freelancing I wanted to do more journalism and I kind of thought I was write about mental health because that's what I'd been writing about on my blog and I started to read things that other people were writing about film and tv and I kind of thought okay maybe this is something I could do and then it was things like Disney Plus came out and obviously all the Marvel series came on there and I thought actually there's loads of new content that people are kind of talking about
mental health directly it wasn't so emotionally draining it was kind of more fun and I felt very energetic about it so I kind of came to it quite late on and as soon as I got my first commission and it was about one division I was like elated like it was I was over the moon and I kind of thought okay wow like this is something I could do and the more I started um, reading other people's articles I would follow other like film and tv journalists on twitter see what they'd be writing kind of realized that people do this for a living and you can kind of almost just fangirl for fun at work and come up with these really cool ideas and like analyze bits in film or like women in film and write about it and someone will pay you to do it and that could be your job it took me a long time to get to that point but then I kind of realized I could merge everything I like and do it for a living so that was yeah an amazing realization yeah we've spoken about it on last season I feel like people don't realize that when you are young because we have quite a few younger listeners that even if your mum is telling you spend too much time on your phone you probably do spend (laughs) too much time on your phone yeah but also you are learning skills that you probably won't even realize you're taking through to Mm -hmm. other areas when you get older yeah (laughs) it's so good and again it's that thing where like historically we've like suppressed this like passion and been like oh this is something we do like at home on us like by ourselves maybe we like other things on Instagram and stuff we don't do it ourselves and it's when you start to lean into it like all these other opportunities open up to you and you just feel like happier in general because you're actually doing what you care about all the time as much as the pandemic has been awful, I've noticed more over that time that people have been like, do you know what, fuck this, I'm just going to do what I enjoy more exactly. and be more open about it because life is too short, really. I think we've it all is. realised it like, even more so over the last two years this week now. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I completely <laughs> agree. Completely agree. Um, We're going to like get into the nitty gritty now of like Marvel itself. So when were you kind of like first introduced to Marvel? Oh, I remember. (laughs) And I feel very old because next month it will be a decade Mm -hmm. since I first went to the cinema with my friends. We used to go, they were like my theatre friends. We would go and watch like late night films. We'd go at like half 10, 11 on a school night. Like we were still at school. And I was like 15 and... They were like, we want to go see this film. It's just come out, The Avengers. And I was like, okay, like, cool. I'll go see it. I don't mind it. Like, I'd watched things like X-Men before and Fantastic Four. I kind of wasn't really aware that was Marvel, but I really liked X-Men. I really liked Fantastic Four. And I was like, yeah, I'll come along. We'll see. You know, I'm sure it'll be good. And it was packed, the cinema. And everyone was cheering and, like, laughing. Like, everyone else had seen all the other films. And I was sat there and I was kind of like, oh my God, like, what is this whole world I've just walked into? And I was completely like, just blown away. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was like funny and like, just like witty. And it just kind of wasn't like anything I'd seen before. Um, And even things like having Black Widow in it and um, having like a really strong, like female lead. I was kind of like, oh, this is, this is great. So Um, yeah, and then I remember it came out on DVD and I probably watched it every day for like two months, three months. And I could still probably recount every single word of that film. And my other friends at the time used to find it really weird because like I could hear a clip of it and I would know what film that it was that film. So that was kind of like the catalyst. Was there a point when you were like, this might be a little bit kind of like I'm ready to invest myself and find like dig deep more into like yeah it kind of like again it was that thing where it kind of gradually came on so I think watching it because I was so obsessed and I was literally watching the Avengers every single day um and then things like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. came out which is like one of the first like tv spin-offs they did um and I remember watching that and I remember maybe being in sixth form and I was struggling quite a lot with my mental health and I was really watching 
like religiously superhero films and they're great for escapism and things like that um and I remember being sat and crying with my mom that it wasn't real that like I would never be an agent of shield but like it was just the whole thing wasn't real like I was spending so much time in this whole thing that didn't even exist um and I remember being like so even now when I'm thinking about it like so sad um but yeah I just remember being so like it's such a like comfort to have these kind of things that you're invested in and that kind of um take you out of like your day-to-day life and stuff like that so I think it was definitely like during sixth form that I kind of realized it was a lot more than maybe I let on yeah and then maybe when I got into university and I was kind of meeting so I did English but a lot of my friends were like drama people or like they also love film um so it was things like I went to my first like midnight screening and I was like Thor Ragnarok and like people were talking about like the actors in it and we're talking about like what the director had done before and I was like oh my god like we're we're gonna talk about this like we're really excited about it and that was the point where um I think my friends kind of clocked on that I was actually like I would watch it all the time and I think that was the point where I thought yeah I'm overly invested in this more than just like it's a good film I'm gonna put it on yeah what was it that made you then kind of like make a conscious decision to start sharing like your TikToks and stuff about them and putting it more into like your Instagram feed? Yeah, it's such a it's such a strange one, isn't it? Because like you, you almost feel slightly embarrassed still because there's that for me personally, like I remember being at school and while I had a group of friends that we would go and see, they took me, we went to see the Avengers together and that was amazing. I knew other girls specifically that when I would say like, oh, do you want to go see the latest like Avengers they'd kind of be like oh why do you like boys films like we don't really want to see that they would kind of look at me like I was a bit crazy yeah um or kind of like laugh at my expense and so even now my fear when I started to do it was like oh this is what's gonna happen um but I think again because I started writing about stuff online and then it got to maybe like June or July last year and I pitched an idea um and it got picked up and it was about TikTok it was like Marble Talk And I basically just started following and listening to a few creators. And I was kind of just like blown away that people were so open and people were discussing kind of like what people talk about in articles, like the latest film and like different theories and that kind of thing. But they were just chatting about them. And it was just really like relatable. And it was just all about pop culture. And I kind of thought, oh my God, this is so fun. Especially on TikTok, because TikTok is so fun. Like you just feel like it's very free. Do you kind of like mentioned anyway about like with your friends when you were at school um especially like girls they were like why do you want to go see a boys film do you Mm. feel more so now as well that you are judged as women in what's known as like a male dominated fandom do you feel that you still get that yeah for sure so I've read maybe like one or two comics ever and mostly that's been like in shops like if I'm in the shop and like I'm in Waterstones and they've got like graphic novels I'll go and have a quick like browse and I love them I love the stories and I obviously love reading but like I I never had a comic book growing up and I I never played like video games and now I'm like is it kind of too late like you know is there still time to do all these things um and I feel like you miss out on such a big chunk of something because people are telling you like it's, it's not for you or it's not for girls or it's not like feminine or all of these kind of things that are so outdated um and you know are things that kind of forced on you as a teenager and because you're at school there are things that you squish about yourself and that marvel for me was definitely one of them and so I think it is still it's still difficult I'm kind of like trying to resist against it 
And I feel like it's that thing where the more you post about it, the more you write about it, the more you talk about it, the easier it gets to be like, actually, this is all of me. Like, I am just a big nerd about film and TV, about Marvel, um, and I'm sure thousands of other things as well. Um, but yeah, it was just like, there were some things that were more palatable. And I think maybe as you get older, you start to just be like, you know, like you were saying before, like, kind of like, just fuck this. Like, this is who I am. Let's just deal with it. And let's ignore whatever gender stereotypes and kind of all of these narratives we've been fed um, because they're all outdated. They're all wrong. Um, and we just need to kind of form our new idea of who we are and um, what we should be. I think we should just kind of throw that rule book out and then just kind of go with how you feel and what you are passionate about rather than kind of worrying too much about how it looks to other people um that's so much easier said than done like obviously we all stumble with that and it is because of platforms like Instagram like obviously we get to connect and have community but equally like you say it's still got such a long way to go for being kind of more um accepting or like more fun and um less kind of like really filtered and um curated kind of lifestyle um so yeah I hope we reach that point where we feel the same offline as we do online yeah I'm kind of like going back to like update accounts but obviously like a lot of the people that we've had on that run update accounts they have never wanted to like come on camera and speak it's all been like recorded they also never use like especially I find on Twitter yeah never person names never yeah the person names and their profile picture is always like a picture like a character or an artist that they've like liked from a photo shoot and um me when we did the episode with um name three songs um their podcast we were saying how we hope it gets to a point where people feel like they don't have to hide behind like a create a not created curated username and profile Mm -hmm. picture and they can just be themselves yeah um, for sure I've noticed that there is like now a few like update accounts that like I follow for Harry Styles that have now started doing this and it's mm-hmm. just it's just nicer because you get to like know the person as well as understand why they like this artist or film or tv show as much as they do and yeah. how it incorporates into their daily life instead of just being mm-hmm. like here's all the latest stuff about him like don't get me wrong a lot of people are just there for that but other people are like I'm like we're nosy people at the end of the day like everyone is and we want to know more about everybody which is yeah and you want to be able to relate to them and be like yeah I totally get that I feel the same it makes everyone feel a bit more normal so like yeah this is such an obvious like answered question but in kind of like case in point why do you think or why do you believe that there is this misconception of women within like the Marvel fandom? Oh, such a great question. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's two things. One, obviously, women in comic books, everything has changed probably within the last five years. Like it's got much better and more exciting and diverse and inclusive. But obviously, the stereotype of a woman in a comic book is kind of a very overly sexualized female with like very big boobs, kind of kicks ass, kind of just there as like a sidekick kind of figure in the background. Um, So again, like women who are in the fandom either tend to feel like they need to sexualize themselves or it's kind of like the cosplay vibe is kind of what people want or like expect. 
Um, and that unfortunately means that women can't actually own their sexuality and actually enjoy cosplay and like that kind of thing. You have to kind of fight along uh, like against a lot of those barriers, especially like if you're like me and you're kind of like plus size, like, and you want to cosplay, like that's a really, you're opening yourself up to a lot of criticism because people are like, that's not right in quotation marks or like it doesn't fit with their ideal. Um, and that gives you a lot of backlash, obviously from men. Um, but I think as well, like people, it's like that thing where like men want women to be relatable and like, like Lord of the Rings or like, like, um, like Harry Potter and all these kind of things. So you can sit and watch it with them, but there's almost like there's a limit of how much they want you to be invested in it. Um, and I think that's the same with Marvel. Like people have a very mixed opinion about superhero films. They either love them, they're really into the fandom or they kind of, um, or they just enjoy them or it's the other extreme and they really think they're like ruining cinema um like martin scorsese's of the world like they just think ruining cinema like and big budget films and all these kind of things which is just not true in my opinion but um so i think yeah they i just think in general like women are still struggling to just have opinions and not be criticized for having these opinions um and when it comes to something like marvel that is again such a fandom um, you can kind of move into the nerd space and people, some people just make you feel very uncomfortable about it. And I think you get a lot of people, especially on TikTok, if things blow up on TikTok and I'm talking about Marvel, men are kind of criticizing everything I'm saying. And they're kind of saying, well, in the comics, you know, women are sexualized. So obviously women are going to be sexualized in the film. And you kind of think there needs to be some kind of progression. Like you, you're kind of ignoring everything I'm saying, um, and everything is just being undermined. So you kind of have to work twice as hard to be heard and to kind of own whatever it is and resist these like very limited stereotypes they're gonna push you into if you're a Marvel fan and a woman. Um, but yeah, so I think it's just, it's just fighting and breaking these barriers and these outdated ideas of like, what, a, like again, of what a fangirl is. And yeah. like, if you are invested in something, um, yeah, it's kind of just making women feel comfortable rather than undermining them in every situation as well. Um, how do you deal with any criticism that you kind of get online, especially like on TikTok? Because I find you can't really, someone before when one of my videos, it was like all kicking off in the comments mm-hmm. and someone was like, turn the comments off. And I was like, if I turn the comments off, I'm not gonna get the reach, like it's just not gonna get the reach how do you deal with like for me it's just girls arguing about Harry Styles in the comments and what he's doing so I'm like it's not like it's got mm-hmm. nice skin off my nose like you carry mm-hmm. on arguing in the comments but when it comes to like you and you trying to like break down these barriers how do you kind of like deal with it and be like is there a point when you're just like right this conversation is like done or are you a let's try and have a healthy discussion about it yeah I think and the thing with TikTok as well, don't you think, with the comments, they kind of just explode. And if you if you muted them, like they probably just go onto a different video and start commenting on there, like or DM you. And because that's what people do on Instagram, unfortunately. So um, I kind of don't ever think about turning comments off. But when things blow up and a couple of times it have, has happened when I've talked about Black Widow. And again, it was talking about like sexualization in the films and how it's kind of moved away from like that hypersexualized state that she was in like the first kind of. Uh, the second Iron Man film, um, which like Scarlett Johansson talked about herself 
and literally the comments will be filled with men saying you know she's sexualizing the comments in the comic books like so of course she's in the film like are the men not sexualized too and all and I can start a lot of people are quite reasonable and you can have a conversation with them obviously when there's so many comments you can't physically keep up with every conversation um I tend to try and just focus on the good ones and like people being supportive or like agreeing or like tagging their friends and being like oh my god we said this and I'm like oh my god it's people like me um I try and focus on that and kind of ignore the little the snide comments because again like obviously I'm writing about it from a journalism point of view as well like I'll be if I've written a story about it and then I'm kind of breaking it down into like a one minute video on TikTok then I kind of know I've kind of done the research to know what I'm talking about and obviously I don't know everything about it and I haven't read all the comics or anything like that. So I can't, You're not an I'm not like the fountain. <laughs> exactly. I can tell you everything there is to know about Marvel and I don't, you know, and I'm more than happy to learn from other Marvel fans. Like that's what I love. Um, but it is just when there's just these kind of almost bot accounts that are kind of just sniping at you. Um, I think the best thing is to either ignore them. I mean, if they're reasonable and they actually have a conversation with you, that's great. But if they're just telling you you're wrong and you shouldn't really be talking about it, then I think just move on and ignore them, really. What's the common response you kind of get from people who aren't fans when they find out how invested you are at being a fangirl of Marvel? I'm kind of lucky that a lot of my friends are quite understanding. Like it's been like a thing they've watched kind of flourish with me that kind of has grown with me. And then obviously people I work with are very into film and TV. So kind of a lot of people watch it but I think meeting new people is very interesting because obviously again it's that thing where like either people are uber fans or they casually they've kind of seen them they know of them um and I almost again feel like I have to like dim it down a little bit to start with and be like well just pretend that I this is a normal viewing I quite like it and I normally start with like yeah I quite like it like I write about it sometimes at work and that kind of thing and it will kind of just escalate slowly um but I feel like that's okay like I feel like you don't need to get all your cards out on the table as well I think maybe I'm just a bit like that as a person um because again I think these are things that are really important to you like on a personal level on an emotional level like I said they've got me through some really tough times like just escaping into these worlds um so I think yeah I don't really like bringing up too soon with people because um I don't really want their opinion on it like do you know what I mean like this is my relationship with a film and like a franchise that I've kind of grown up with and it's been there for me um and I think it's really fun and I know a lot of people that also love it so it is just that thing of kind of almost staying true to yourself and being like actually how I felt as like a teenager is not how I'm gonna feel for the rest of my life so maybe if I don't disclose at the first glance but if someone says to me I'm a huge Marvel fan I'm like mm, me too let's go yeah so um, I think it is just like that I almost keep some of it back still but I think that's more of like a self-preservation thing and then I kind of let loose a bit later. I yeah. used to be like that. And now I'm like full pelt. Like as soon as someone says anything, I'm like, oh yeah. Like, or if I'm out with one of my friends, they'll be like, oh yeah, she really likes Harry Styles. And I'm just like, great. Like they're going to think I'm like a teeny bopper fangirl. And my thing at the moment is like, I was at a family party the other week and my mum's friends were like, why are you going six times? to go see him is it not the same show all the time and I was like I was like if you want to break down the nitty-gritty technically it is the same show every time I have to just like 
explain it to my mum. It's the same as her going to see the Jersey Boys every year. Like, it's the same show you're going to see. Exactly. But different things, because they're different people playing them, might be done in different ways. I'm like, I don't know when I'll see him again after this. Like, he might disappear again for two years. Like, who knows? But I find especially, like, with dating, it's very difficult ground to tread on um, Mm -hmm. in regards to it. And I find it's more so because I have, like, four Harry Styles tattoos. One of them's in a quite, like, obvious, like, place. Like, when I'm wearing a top, like, you can see it. Um, it's not like, well, I say it's not, it's not really an obvious tattoo, but like if they were to ask me like, oh, what does that tattoo mean? I would like tell mm-hmm. them. But I found before when, well, I've had one guy who doesn't, he didn't even know who Harry Styles was. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, where have you been? I was like, under a rock? <laughs> um, <laughs> and like other guys have just been like, you did like well I get this anyway like from everybody like you know like I'm you're not going to end up marrying him and I'm like it's not to do with like I feel like that's another misconception that's like 100% like, you have to be it, it's almost like the perception that you're in love with them I love him but I'm not like in love with him and this is I totally get the same thing and it's like I go to now with work and stuff I'll go to like um premieres and stuff or like like the screenings of films and stuff and the actors might be there and it is that thing where you're like, I don't think, like, I'm not, it's very weird because you're kind of in love, I'm, again, when it's film, you're in love with a character. Yeah. And again, very similarly, I'll go and see the film at the cinema, you know, four or five times. It's so expensive, but anyway. But, um, and because it is that thing where it's kind of different every time you pick up different things every time, even though it's the same film, it feels different the more times you see it. Um, and again, it's that thing where I'm not in love with these like actors that are all like married and things I am invested in this story and like this whole thing I think because again it's like being women right they think that you're in love with them and it's the whole fangirl like gotta be with them and it's like no you can just enjoy something and I don't understand what's so wrong with that really um we're gonna like move on as such now kind of like Mm -hmm. to the second half to kind of like all the questions that we got sent in from people who don't really know that much about Marvel. I'm really wanting to try to get into Marvel, like ASAP. I've watched Eternals just for a second. NC. The, the one clip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, um, and they're like, how would they watch them? Release mm-hmm. date order or a universe like timeline order? I believe that is that the correct term? yeah 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 um what would like you say would be the best way to like first of all like watch them yeah so I always go from release date of film um because I think it makes more sense and it like you know how even just how like how people shoot films and stuff has changed so when you you kind of need to start with almost like they're still good but they're not the best ones to start with you kind of need to go through the, the worse ones to just get an idea of all the characters and then move on to like the really good stuff. Um, but I think especially because of who Harry is like playing in the universe, um, it's quite important. Like I would say the Avengers timeline is really important. So kind of making sure you've watched like the key Avengers film, um, especially like Infinity War and Endgame because he's gonna be, well, he's Thanos' brother. Um, so yeah, I think just release date is probably the best way to work your way through it. And I know it's such a big universe, Oh, such a good question. Um, I would say probably, I mean, I have a top three and that's all okay. I can do for you because there's so many. Um, but Thor Ragnarok, because it's just so funny. 
um it's such a like feel-good silly film I feel um, a lot of people have said that one is like and like the least but like from when I've like been like reading stuff they're like no Jake you skip that one it's like it's like the um so Thor 2 should be skipped I feel okay. but Thor 3 which is Ragnarok is it's just so funny like it's like um it's kind of just like a massive an ode to like the whole the previous Thor films and like what Thor has been like he's kind of not taking himself seriously in that one um yeah so it's just really fun and really crazy and just really adventurous and silly um and it pulls together lots of ideas from like different films and like makes fun of them so that's quite fun um but yeah so that one and then probably I mean maybe maybe Infinity War and Endgame together because they're just so good and then maybe Captain America Winter Soldier which is quite an old one now but a good one and then I have to kind of ask this as well which one would you just be like or why have we even bothered making this really yeah I mean the second Thor film so Thor the Dark World they base I think they shot it all and then they basically didn't like the finished cut so they then reshot some of it cut some of it out in the edit and it didn't make any sense and it was like great actors but it was just you know it was just that thing you're like what's yeah. happening what's yeah. going on yeah no 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 so you can skip that one that's not important <laughs> um who will do like who is your favorite character I mean probably Wanda so Wanda Maximoff who's like Scarlet Witch um she wasn't always like I think but I think WandaVision like consolidated it I think the show was kind of all about grief and I just really related to it and it kind of just blew me away like I wasn't expecting much from it like I didn't really know much about it and it's kind of a slow burner the first few episodes um but it's kind of all about trauma and grief and kind of but in like a very physical way which obviously you can do with like superhero powers and stuff um so yeah so I think she just became like super relatable and yeah I just feel like such a strong connection with that character after watching that film I think before that it was probably like maybe Black Widow and then initially it was Captain America but kind of as it goes on everyone else evolves and Captain America does it really best so um it was kind of like I loved like Thor and Loki before the next like Eternals or whatever film he's gonna be in I feel like you need to give me personally as well as probably a few of our listeners I know quite a few people that are like fans of the Marvel fandom so they know but a crash course in who Harry Styles is going to be within the Marvel universe and kind Mm. of like what the feel is for what's next for him within the films because I've heard lots of different things and obviously I take them with a pinch of salt and I'm trying not to give like make this because I know Marvel are very like we keep um, on like spoilers so I've been trying to like Mm. not be like let me give you a spoiled episode <laughs> stuff yeah um, because I know I'll probably get cancelled and everyone will be like don't <laughs> don't listen to don't anymore. do it <laughs> um but yeah so I have to like ask we'll do first of all like who is this character and what is he mm. going to be in the franchise yeah so I think basically he's Eros who's brother of Thanos and obviously Thanos back in Avengers uh, Infinity War and Endgame he got the Infinity Gauntlet and all the Infinity Stones and wiped out half the population on the planet. And it has been his mission to do that and kind of commit genocide since his um, planet basically starved because of overpopulation. So 
obviously Thanos is like the big big baddie like he was awful um and everything was kind of rectified in the end game and then he was kind of destroyed and he was snapped away with the infinity stones by Iron Man um along with all the other baddies so that was kind of the end of Thanos so Eros I believe is going to be he's kind of like the younger brother he's not as evil um as Thanos as far as I'm aware but I feel like it's very ambiguous like I feel like they've left it very open like he's kind of like a traveler he's kind of younger um and again I, I hear very mixed things so I think he's going to be a big part of the universe I think that is very clear but I think it's very unclear what direction is going to be he's going to go in but because of the history I think there's going to be a lot of resistance to trust him because he is not maybe not trustworthy but I think maybe more to him than his brother or we will be kind of taken down the same path but through um kind of different pretenses but obviously the way he was introduced is very fun and it's very like casual and it seems like he's going to help but I think there is a, a another agenda underneath there that I don't think will be the same as Thanos but I think it's potentially as kind of malicious potentially has the potential to be but again like you say it, there everything is so hush hush there is no way to know for sure but all I know is that it was a really big part for um, Chloe Zhao, the director, to cast. And she was adamant that it had to be Harry Styles. And after seeing him, I think, in Dunkirk, she was just kind of adamant that it had to be him, um, which is a huge thing. because I've, like, Marvel... I've got to stop you on that because it always makes me laugh when they say it. Because in Dunkirk, obviously, mm. I've watched it quite a few times. Don't get me wrong. He's like a good actor. But I'm like, are these directors seeing something that I can't see? Because... I don't know, honestly. I don't and she's obviously su she's such an amazing filmmaker. Like she's so amazing, and she clearly saw something in him that, well, like, and they probably know what's coming. So yeah. they're probably like, okay, he can do this. But yeah, it's like really fascinating that she was so, like, fixed on that. And obviously, like Kevin Feige normally makes all these decisions, and there's a big like casting process and everything. But she literally picked him and put him in the role, and now he's got it, and it's going to be huge. So yeah, I think it's also very exciting, like because it feels like there are several fandoms now merging and a lot of new people are coming into Marvel because of new um, kind of actors coming into it as well, which is really exciting and keeps it like fresh as well for everyone. Um, and obviously like back in the day, I loved Harry Styles and I went to One Direction concerts and like, I didn't really know. I think when it all broke apart, I was just like, I moved on to Marvel clearly. <laughs> but, um, but now I'm like- say that it's like there. 11 years, like, well, they've been together yeah. 12 years this year, so. Yeah, it'd probably Crazy. be. Um, do you think like he was or is the right person for the part? Yes, I do think so. Before I went to see the film, I was like, what is going on? Like if Harry Styles is really in this, like, is this going to work? I wasn't sure. Um, and he walked on screen and I was like, oh, oh, damn. Like what, what has happened to you? Like this, this works really well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's like the super suits or like, I feel like they just do something to make people feel a bit different to how they are perceived like just normally as a celebrity. Like obviously this is acting and makeup and all these kind of things, but he just, it felt really different and it felt very natural. So I think that was a really good like starting point. I'm actually like really intrigued now to see what's going to happen because clearly they have a plan and I think it could be really, really good. So. What new release are you looking forward to the most that's like coming this year? Oh my goodness. Um. Well, Doctor Strange, the multiverse in the multiverse of madness, I think it's right. I'm, I keep getting it wrong. Um, comes out in May, and that's like 
I think that is going to be crazy. So that's, we're going back into the multiverse, but it's, there's rumors, well, we're pretty sure that like the X-Men are going to come back in, potentially some fantastic, fantastic four characters. Um, obviously the possibility that characters are, that have died are going to come back as well. Um, and Wanda is kind of becoming almost like the villain and we're just so here for it. So I think that's going to be really fun. And again, it's the kind of, a lot of the Marvel films recently, like the Spider-Man film as well, like they've become, um, they're just so for fans. Like they are really kind of thinking about like what fans that have been dedicated to the franchise are kind of looking for. Um, so it just feels like so exciting because there's so many possibilities um, by kind of merging these different timelines and things like that and these different worlds. So I'm probably most excited about that, but there is another Thor film um, and it's the same director, so it should be really funny. Mm. Yeah, um, and then they've got some great Disney Plus series coming out as well. So Miss um, Marvel and stuff like that looks so good. So yeah, I think it was going to be loads of great content, but probably the multiverse of madness is going to be insane, and I'm so ready for it. I haven't gone to see the new Spider Man yet. I did debate getting it on Sky over the weekend, and then I just did not have time this weekend to no sit fair. down. Um, but who do you, who is your personal favorite Spider-Man out of the three of them? Um, well, I mean, probably Tom Holland. I think Tom Holland is so because again, it's that thing where he looks like he is at high school, like he looks the most Peter Parker, <laughs> Peter Parker you've ever met. He's not a 30-year-old like, playing an 18, 16-year-old. Exactly. exactly. And I think if you met him, you'd be like, is that like is Tom Holland or is that like Peter Parker? Like I think it's so like one in the same. But I absolutely loved Andrew Garfield and I was really sad when I didn't make the third film and when it was kind of handed to Tom and like he's great in the role. But I think, yeah, I was really like heartbroken. So I was so happy that like Andrew was back and like, spoiler, but um, and all of that kind of thing. I was like, if you don't know that already, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but equally, I hope you do. I've, oh, yeah, um, I was going to say, I think a load of people might have seen the memes and everything by now. If they haven't, I know, like, exactly, I'm like, where have you been living? <laughs> For sure, for sure. I haven't spoiled it, it's okay. Okay, we're gonna like finish things off now. Um, I asked this question, well, these two questions to everybody. Um, what do you think being a fangirl of Marvel has taught you, first of all? I think, oh my goodness, it's such a good question, isn't it? I think you don't really even think about it when you're in it. And then it's just when you stop and think about it, you're like, oh my gosh. Um, I think it's, I think you can learn a lot through, like other people's stories I think whether that's books or whether that's films um and for me like Marvel is definitely as well as like escapism and kind of like stretching the realm of what because again I'm like a writer and I'm writing like young adult fantasy so it's like stretching the realm of what you can imagine it's also kind of understanding yourself through kind of very like abstract things so like wonder and the hex and that kind of thing with all of her grief um I think it's taught me that like like you can just be really invested in something that isn't real and it can feel real to you and it can mean something to you and um you can almost have like a one-sided relationship with this that like um you can just really take a lot from powerful stories and they teach you a lot about yourselves and I think just becoming like we were saying like as you grow up and you kind of accept these parts of yourself that you, like you are a fangirl and you own it rather than be ashamed of it and I think that's so important actually things you like you should never be ashamed of um, the other thing is what has being a fangirl of Marvel brought to your life? I think it's brought to me like lots of different connections. Like again, it's like um, writing about like Marvel talk and things. I got to interview some of the creators 
and kind of get to know people on like a different level so it's kind of like a community as well that you're starting to build with people and have these conversations and I think equally like obviously work like being a fangirl of Marvel has brought me to the point where now I'm writing about film and TV and really loving it so it's kind of as much as you know we don't do things to make money and that shouldn't be the end goal but I think it's um it's brought it's found it's brought me kind of passion at work and like made help me figure out what I want to be doing and almost you know being a fangirl made me realize that I there was nothing to be ashamed of but then it's brought me so much more by leaning into it in terms of like writing about it and then making these connections with people and talking about it with other people and learning so much more about comic books or about actors or filmmaking and directors so yeah it's brought me so much knowledge and um so much experience like whether that's writing or talking like I'm sure you feel exactly the same like doing a podcast like so many skills that we've seen before um and again I wouldn't have any of those things and even just things like confidence um I think the more you do it the more you feel kind of secure in doing it so yeah it's brought me so many lovely things and I hope it like continues to and then really to end it if anybody's listening wants to find you online where can they find you so I'm over on Instagram and TikTok and I am and Twitter as well uh, and I'm Jess K Bacon and then I have a little website um a little blog uh which is jessicakatie.com um which I mean I need to change that because I just think it sounds so young but equally I'm like that's my name that's all I can do about it but yes and then I have like a small little fan business fan merch business which is like mainly Marvel again she loves it um and that's coming back next month which is very exciting and that's it's so quotable and that's on Instagram TikTok and a website as well might get that self promo and do it but yeah thank you um for joining us um, thank you so much for having me no problem a big thank you to jess for joining us on today's episode of that fangirl life tune back in on friday the 15th of april yes we are bi-weekly now where we'll be talking to charlotte hole about how you can improve your confidence by pushing yourself and going to gigs alone As always, our links are in the description, and in the meantime, why not take a look at our website for more fangirl content? Find us at www.thatfangirllife.com.